Check, 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 check. Kennedy. Hello, hello. Hi, Dan. Hello. All right, welcome to the Unfiltered After Show podcast. We each bring one subject to discuss. None of the others know on the show what it's going to be. As always, Kennedy is up first. What you got? So I was, uh, I saw one of these, you know, Am I the A-holes on the Reddits. Mm-hmm. You could say asshole. It's the after show. But that's not what it's called. It's Am I the A-hole. Don't they call it that? Mm-hmm. A-hole? Yes. They don't call it asshole. They call right. it A-hole, right? You're correct. Anyway, what do I know? Um, and here it is. So I just, I was interested to know what you guys thought. Let's say you found out your friend's boyfriend was going to propose to her, but the way he was going to propose would upset her. Like he didn't invite his friends, like invite her friends and family to be a part of it, but his family would be there. Or he was going to make a big spectacle and she's not into a big spectacle. So um, a woman found out that her friend's boyfriend was going to propose and only have his family there. And so she told the girl that he was going to propose. Oh, Hold on, yes. one, more, one more time for my slow brain. Yes. <laughs> so, you find I find out that cup of my friend is going to propose to my other friend. Okay. And I know my girlfriend very well, and this boy has decided to do this proposal that I know she will not enjoy. Okay. Do sure. you tell her about it so that she'll just be ready? Oh. <laughs> yes. Yes, she's the a hole for telling the girl. <laughs> Yeah, okay. you can't ruin a proposal. No matter, it's not about you. And even if you don't, but if li- you weren't ruining the proposal, you were just letting her know that it's going to happen. So smile. <sighs> no, you can't. How- he's going to do it at the jumbotron, and I know you told him a hundred times not to do it on the jumbotron, but you're just going to need to smile. Then mm. can't you just talk to him and say yeah. she's going to hate this? Maybe he's not uh, receptive. No, maybe you just he thinks it's all about him. Maybe like, listen, Daryl, you're fucking yeah, up. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> no, you can't. I. I, I get her heart is in the right place, but her head is in the wrong place. Her heart, I get it. She wants to protect her friend and she knows what her friend likes. And maybe go have the, like Dan said, you go have the conversation with the guy that's about to propose, but you absolutely under no circumstances cannot go to the woman and say, just a heads up, your boyfriend's about to propose and you're not going to like the way he's going to do it. Is that what you did? Yeah. Like, that's I'm gonna horrible. To, I'm going to need you to smile because he's going to do it. I tried to talk to him. He still said no. That's such a, that's as much a jerk move. Now, people but get mad it, when you spoil the ending of a movie. You spoil right, a you're spoiling a proposal. Right, let's just say it's going to be on this giant jumbotron and you know her face is going to look awful. You just want her face to look good. It doesn't matter what you want. he decided it's about it's him not, and not it, her. It has nothing to do with you. It has to do with your friend though. And he's clearly not making it about the friend. He's making it about himself. Well, then they have deeper problems. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they might need some. some Why do you think that the person is not the asshole? I have no idea. I, uh, I've been involved in so few proposals, I don't really know. But I yeah, think I've been involved in zero. But I'll give you an opinion. If, if, uh, but yeah, like if I, if I knew, I would hope that if I ever got proposed to again, <laughs> um, that obviously, that if somebody knew. Like if he he confided in my friends to say this is what I'm doing, and my friend was like she is going to fucking hate that. That my friend would say she is going to fucking hate that. If sure. He and if someone said that to me, I would change my plan. So yeah, I but, get that saying something. But if to I him. had something to yeah. him and he still said no, and he's like I'm doing it my way, and I didn't want her to have the face on a jumbotron for the rest of her life. That's the picture of their engagement. I might. So you're saying if I knew your your boyfriend was going to propose to you, on and the I knew that, he, and you didn't tell me, right. I'd be real pissed. You yeah. better tell me, because I don't be want it on me. The, I don't want it to be on the jumbo You're going to be pissed at me that I didn't tell you. Well, if you How knew, about be pissed? Yeah, if, if I you knew, knew if no, he, I wouldn't if you tell were you. Complicit, 
Knowing how much I would hate that. But it, it still is not my decision. It's, it's You his, know me. But it's his proposal. It's not. It's for me. <laughs> I wonder if most girls would tell. Like maybe we're just looking at it from a man's perspective. Like, yeah. I wonder I if no most idea. girls would tell their girlfriend or not. I don't know. I just I wouldn't want her to have the pictures. If, like if there's a photographer there and like if it was just his family and not hers, that Maybe, sounds so shitty. To I just me. don't they, think I could do it. Like, yeah. hey, you're getting proposed to on this day. Don't smile. Yeah. Go to you. You know what? Go to the. The groom's mother, or 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 sister, or father, or somebody in the family, and say, if he's that, "Go over his head." If he's yeah. going to be that way, Go you know, the him. mom is like, "Well, it's his day; he can do what he wants." Moms and sons, no, don't yeah, get in the middle I don't of know. That. I think there might don't be get in the middle of that. There might be some family member that no, for would sure. have better I, sense. I, I feel like I would go through every single person I could first, but mm-hmm. if he wasn't listening, mm-hmm. I just would want to. I wouldn't want her face to be like, "No." Mm. If those are the pictures that are going to be on Facebook for the yeah. rest of her life. The only thing I know about proposals is make sure their nails are done. That's all I know. <laughs> That's true. That is it. That's what I got. All right. Kennedy, I mentioned you this off the air, but I wanted to dive into it a little bit deeper because it is just crazy how freaking expensive skiing has become. And I didn't grow up skiing. Okay, so yeah. I didn't start skiing until we moved here. We've been here almost 15 years. It's not big in Florida. Not big in Florida. I had been, in fact, I found a picture recently of me skiing the first time, and I was probably 17 or 18 years old, and I was the first time I skied was in Maryland. The second and third time I skied was in North Carolina, right near Fort Bragg when I was stationed there. Um, so, you, you know, I it's not like I'm saying, oh my gosh, you know, when I was a kid, you could go skiing for $20 and you wore jeans or whatever. That's not what I'm saying. Barrett started skiing when he was probably five or six. He's 12 now. So six years that Barrett has been skiing. So I don't have a lot of history skiing, but we did do a lot of skiing in in that time. Mm -hmm. I'd say at, at the height of it, we were probably skiing 15 times in a season, which is a lot. That's, you know, skiing on a Saturday and a Sunday, probably six or seven weekends throughout the winter. It's pretty aggressive considering you don't, like, we don't own a place up there, rent a place. Yeah, you don't live near the mountains. Right, we're driving up there, maybe staying with a friend or something, skiing and then coming back. And so this weekend, our friend invited us up to Vermont again. This is the fifth year that we've gone. And, um, you know, (laughs) all of the mountains are now owned by corporations, and so you, sure. they're, they're no longer individually owned. And essentially, there are two companies that own almost every mountain. And so if you want to ski on these mountains, the best way to do it now is a pass. One, mount, one set of mountains has the Icon Pass. The other set of mountains call it, has the Epic, Epic Pass. pass. Okay? Yeah, I was looking here at the, at the increase in it. So well, how much is the Epic or the Icon Pass right now? For well, this? it just depends... Yeah, so it there's different levels. It depends on where you go. Right. So I'm some of most of these are out west, but um, like a one day price for Breckenridge is two two hundred fifty five dollars, and the, for one day for one day. And the if epic, you have three kids, and the epic price is nine hundred and forty nine for the season. For the season. Yeah, so it's around somewhere between say eight hundred and a thousand for one of those passes, and that and if you buy the more expensive one. It's there's no blackout dates. If you buy the cheaper one, um, there's blackout dates like school vacation week of this course. past week, right? Oh wow, brutal! So again, I usually figure it's about a hundred dollars for us to go ski for the day. We went this this week. We went on a Tuesday during school vacation week. My friend has one of those passes uh, for Sugarbush, 
And I think, uh, no, I know by the time I paid for Barrett's pass, my pass, and I think it was $50, maybe he had to get uh, different ski boots because his feet grow so quickly. It was $400 for two people to ski for a day. $400. How many many runs did you get in? Right? Well, and that's the Not enough for $400. That's what I'm saying. And then, you know, if you're going to grab a bite to eat there, you know, it's not cheap to eat there. It was, honestly, by the time we left the mountain, I think I'd spent $600 for a day of skiing. Yeah. It was crazy to me how expensive it's gotten. Now, if yeah, you buy all the of pass. These stories were saying that in this year that the prices went up. The 2022 2023 season that everybody everybody raised their prices. That's outrageous. The mountain didn't get bigger. It didn't get more expensive to have a mountain. Nothing has changed on the mountains. The mountain is there's no new lifts, there's no new chairs, there's no new lodges. I've been going to this to this mountain on school vacation week every February for five straight years, and the first year I went, I think it was around seventy nine dollars, which is reasonable. Okay, you're now you're in for one hundred and fifty for two people plus lunch and mm-hmm. a couple of beers. I see that it's a whole day. It's a whole you know. Right, yeah, it's like gotta, going to Disney World. Eight hundred. How much did it cost you to fly to Florida? Less than that round trip, right? And that was during uh, a long weekend. I think it was like this was just one day. A father and his son, $400 just to ski, not including the gas to drive up there. You'd have been better off buying the whole damn pass and going back at well, least one other time and you'd have made your money. And so, yeah, if you're, and I'll, in their defense, if you're somebody who skis a lot, yeah, this is the, the passes are going to save you money. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's but, what it says. Like, they'll save you money. You get discounts on things and this and that. Yeah, nature, if you live 15 yeah. minutes from a mountain, you can go on or, like a Tuesday. But I would I would say it's going to make it harder for people that don't do it all the time. Yeah. And you're going to weed out anybody that goes once a year on school vacation week or maybe twice a year or even three times a year. Because at $200 a pop, and ours crazy. was with the discount. Because my friend has the pass, so he gets like, you know, you get like eight passes at a cheaper rate. Yeah. But it was still $400 with the cheaper rate. That's wild. Greg Daniels from the Afternoon Show was talking about this to me like a month or so ago. Uh Because he he and his wife, and they have two kids, and all four of them ski. Right. And he was saying for a weekend to have four of us go up there and stay and ski, it would have been $1,000 or something like that. Yeah. And he was like, we just stayed home. We couldn't. Well, that's just the skiing. That probably didn't, maybe didn't include their lodging. Mm. Um, and it used to be, so if you had a young kid, like with Barrett, if you would do the um, ski school for the day, right, which yep. would run you about 100 bucks, yep. great value. You drop them off 9 o'clock in the morning, they ski for you half the day, they feed them lunch, and then they ski again for the second half You of get the to day. be free all day. And you get to be free all day, yeah. and they teach you how to ski. Now what they do is... The price has gone up, and you don't get the lift ticket. Now they charge you for the lift ticket on top of the ski school. So it used to be when you bought the ski school, the lift ticket was just included in the price. Wow. Now it's the ski school plus the price of a lift ticket. Wow. That's a lot. Did skiing get like crushed by the pandemic or something? Why the stark uprising? No, because- They they 100% Well, they did. Those mountains took hits. They they did take hits. Are they trying to recoup something right now? What is the deal? Well, Well, I think everybody is. Yes, things get more expensive. I get all of that. But, you know- um, But if it's two companies that own every lift But it's two companies now- Like, I'm looking at these icon passes. You can go anywhere. Oh, like, no, we're talking, it's oh, not just Boston. Denver, it's anywhere. It's just on New England. Is this like a Live Nation thing? Two yes. people own kind all of. the mountains? Yes. yes. 
I didn't if, know that. Even if you go like up into to Canada to Tremblant, is yeah, that what it's called? Of, some of these are in Europe too. It's yeah, so these passes. two, they're like investment bankers, companies. Monopolies are, t- I'm about to turn into Comrade Dan. It's pretty <laughs> crazy. <laughs> Monopolies. So, and yeah, and let's just say, and, and some of the mountains, like there might be two mountains that you love, like, you know, let's say, I don't know, Loon and Bretton Woods, but- they're not owned by the same company, so you can't. You would have to buy both season-long passes in order right. to ski. It's just a shame. It is a shame. All these local mountains are just gone. They're all owned by big corporations. That's a bummer. And while there may be some people saving money, to me, I think the vast majority of people are going to get hosed and probably just quit skiing. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's too expensive. Or just go to the smaller places, like your yeah. you go to Whaleback or Wachusett or mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, like turn it into a rich people sport where like, and it already is. It's yeah, already it's very. I know expensive. it's an affluent sport, but now like the middle class is being weeded out as well. Right. Bradford bump, ski Bradford. That's all I'm saying. Right up ninety three, half hour. Watch you sit. Yeah, that's yeah, <laughs> true. Forty five minutes, mm-hmm. and they're wonderful people. <laughs> and Blue Hills, has yeah, one, Blue Hills, yeah. yeah. But it just sucks if you're somebody that likes to go up to. You want to really want to shred the gnar. You want to shred the yeah, gnar. Hit like that fresh pow pow. <laughs> Black Diamond Carson. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Producer Dan, what you got? So coming off of school vacation week, I found this article that talks about uh, vacations, and they did a survey, and of all the, the thousands of people they surveyed, 42% of them said they never went on a vacation as a kid, not a single vacation as a child. That makes me mm. so sad. Right? So I was going to ask, and they also have a bunch of like destinations that the people that didn't get to go on vacation want to go to now as an adult, mm-hmm. but I wanted to ask... Do, what, do you have any memories of like vacations as a kid that did the same stick thing into your head? Every single year. Since which I was? was born until I was in college, we went to uh, a place called Sandbridge Beach, which is just south of Virginia Beach in Virginia. So we would get in the car, in the van, a Dodge van. <laughs> How many people in the van? Mom, dad, and me and two sisters. I slept on the in the back on a lounge chair, and when my father and mother were still married, my father couldn't understand the, this pulling over to pee. If we stopped for gas, the girls were not allowed to get out because we took too long. So he put like a little porta potty in the back. It was awful. Oh, for females. <clears throat> what? Yeah. That's militant. Yeah. Um, but I've once, some Gatorade bottles. Once they split up, <laughs> it was a much nicer two day trip. We saw lots of history along the way from Chicago to Virginia. Like the but, world's largest ball of yarn. No, more more like a Civil War battle sites and things like that. And um, but yeah, we drove every single year. Some years we'd stay for a month. Some years we'd stay for a week, two mm. weeks. My grandparents would come. My dad would come. My mom would come. Um, we didn't have that many relatives. Sometimes we each got to bring a friend with us. So like they would come wow. with us on vacation. Yeah, that's cool. It was it was magical. We grew up with, and we end up growing up with the same kids that are there with you every single week, every single right. year. Yeah, every every, every family comes the same time. So uh, so yeah, my whole life. Good memories. Great memories. Yeah, I wish I wish we could do more of that for like my niece and nephew. We try and have a family vacation every year now, but it's just those, just mm-hmm. the two of them, and the rest are adults. I right. wish there could be more kids for them. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah. 
So with my parents getting divorced and living so far away from each other, most of the time that I would have had to go for a vacation, I was flying to see my dad and stepmom. Right. So, and my dad was working. You know, the only thing that I ever did with my stepmom is we might, like we, you know, he lived in Connecticut. So we might go to like Mystic, you know, to spend the day at Mystic. Or we might go uh, camping, like an overnight camping. We did a lot of like a one night, two night camping trip. I never went, I went on, I, I went on one family vacation in my life. And that was when I was a senior in high school. And in a lot of times in Florida, they do a, a senior cruise. So you would go out of Miami or wherever and you do the cruise, to the Bahamas for like two days sure. with your senior class. And so my mom said, you can do that or we can go as a family to Paradise Island. Well, now it's called something else. Now it's called, what's that big resort it's called? It's not Atlantis? called. Huh? Atlantis? Yes. Yeah. We stayed in that hotel, but before it was Atlantis, yeah. it was called Paradise Island. Uh. It was a different, it was at a different name of that hotel, but we stayed in that exact yeah. place. And so she said, we can go there and stay for a week or you can go with your friends for two days. I was like, screw my friends. I want to go for a <laughs> that, week. That. <laughs> yeah. And my friends actually came over on a jet ski from the, <laughs> from, from the port right. over to our resort and hung out for a half a day. But yeah, we we never did a family vacation. Yeah. We uh, living in you Florida most of my so life. Much. Yeah, yeah. You're kind of you lived where people vacation. No, kinda. everybody came to us. Everybody always came to us. So I did get to do some things like we would do like Sea World yeah. or Disney World. But to be honest with you, it was just like kind of ho hum because it yeah. happened. You know, you didn't get to go it's like going to Faneuil Hall. You, you do it all the time yeah. if you live in Boston. You're like you're kind of bored of it. Um, so we kind of lived in a vacation destination right. so but yeah we did i honestly i did one family vacation i never got on a plane to go anywhere um until i was a, a senior in high school mm-hmm. just never happened wow <laughs> yeah i did uh my father's whole family lives in uh, central florida like that's where he, he grew up down in florida and they all lived in orlando when i was a kid they kind of scattered around now but they were all centralized there so every like July, we would pack up the car and drive all the way down to Florida from <laughs> Massachusetts. That's a drive. It's not fun when you're like seven and have a lot of energy. Yeah. And my dad is also very militant in general about times yeah, and getting places. Yeah, those trips weren't fun. Once they split up, it was so much funner because it didn't have to hurry. Yeah. And this it was, was okay. This was before iPads and stuff. Oh, so yeah, no. Trying you to had... keep me entertained at like eight for you know 24 I... hours. We had, you know we had like I... headphones maybe like with a <laughs> yeah. Walkman. No, you know that what I bought? It. Barrett and his friend Jake over, Chris, over this, uh, this vacation week, I bought him the Peg Triangle game. Oh, like a Cracker Barrel? Yeah. I it was at the hardware store, and I bought it, and they I didn't want game. it. And they're like, this looks stupid. I'm like, trust me. And I gave it to them, and then in the car while we were driving, they are were so mad at this game. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we would go down there every summer. So I went to Disney World a lot as a kid because they- How often did you always... stop at South of the Border? What's South of the Border? Oh. Did drive from Boston to Florida and not see South of the Border? He probably doesn't remember it. Yeah, what North, is it? North North Carolina, all the Pedro signs on the interstate that say uh, Pedro- you they know, start hot, about 100 miles out on either side. Oh, Chili today, any... hot tamale. Oh. <laughs> it's remember? a gigantic rest stop. I'm that, sure we did, but I don't have a recollection. Yeah, it was like it was a thing. How quick? How how how? Who's the first one to see the sombrero? Because we switched from Virginia so to South you, Carolina. Once you start driving from here, heading south, eventually you're going to hit the border of North right. Carolina and South Carolina. And there are billboards the whole way. At least 100 okay. miles out on both sides. Yeah, even further. And, I'm sure. I just don't remember. Yeah, it was yeah. very young when I did it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I remember. That's what he looked like. Big sign. Okay. Pedro. 
What a time. Well, what yeah, a time. man. You know what's not fun is being in South Florida in July <laughs> when you're used to this weather and you have maple syrup blood. Right. I Like standing in Disney World in 100 degree heat, you're, yeah, you can July's feel no the joke. air. I was like, this is, people live here? This is insane. No, they're all up north visiting family. <laughs> and the other thing we did every year is we would take like a, this was uh, also when I was young, was my grandparents on my mother's side, my Nana and Papa, we would go down for like three or four days to the Cape, mm-hmm. and we would stay at the same place every year called Irish Village. Uh-huh. Of course. And I love that. It was this- it's Charlestown's second home. It's this little motel that is real. Looking back, it was not very nice. Well, I have friends that do that, too. They still stay in shitty little hotels because that's just what they've but done But in my life. head, it was the coolest place I ever. It had a yeah, pinball machine and like two putt-putts yeah. for the windmill. It had like yeah. a pool. And I thought, yes, yes. with a giant shamrock on the bottom because yes. it's Irish Village. <laughs> and we're an Irish family. So I thought this place was like the Taj Mahal. And then we were talking about it some years later, and they're like, yeah, but I love economical. That time, it was yeah. amazing. Just exactly, because my so cousins cool. would all come too on my aunts. Yeah, no, we have yeah, a lot like of friends in Charlestown stay, that still go. If we got to stay, like like I was saying, when we split it into two days to drive, and we'd stay in a hotel, we'd get to stay in a hotel with a pool. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my god, we thought mm-hmm. we were L I V I N. I'd always come back with something like a hermit crab. My dad would be like, yes. "Why the fuck do you have a hermit crab yes. now?" hundred percent, yes. <laughs> they would die. For years, so like, why do you come back with hermit crabs? You don't. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's fantastic. Good stuff. All right. If you missed anything on the uh, show today, including our pleading ladies contest uh, and our big winner, you can hear all of that on the Odyssey app as well. And don't forget, if you want to try and win that contest where Marin Morris, BB Rexa, Ingrid Andrus, and Jax are going to be performing at the Hard Rock in New York, you could be there for that. Go to Mix1041.com.